Good afternoon and welcome back to IDA Summit. This event is an initiative by the Architects Diary, sponsored by Insulflow and Bromic Heating. Our venue is designed by Manticore Designs. Now there will be a panel discussion on residential architecture, balanced relationship between inside and outside. Our moderator for this event is architect Himani Ahuja. Hima architect Himani Ahuja is the co-founder of One Digital. She is a celebrated architectural journalist and communication expert, specializing in architecture, design, and construction industry. Our panelists for today are architect Bipen Gara from Bipen Gara and Associates. DGA began as a very modest interior design firm. Gradually, with time and every project accomplished, DGA evolved from an exclusive inter interior design firm to a civil and architectural planning firm and attained the position as one of the respectable and admired firms of India. Since its inception in 1993, DGA has made its presence felt through innovative, minimalistic, and timeless designs. The principal designer and founder of the firm, Architect Vipin, holds a bachelor degree in civil engineering from MS University, Vadodara, Gujarat. Then we have architect Badri Sutar from the Grid Architects. The Grid Architects buildings have a direct impact on our psychological, biological, and sociological well-being. Their philosophy, biophilic design, is the design that seeks the innate emotional affiliation of human beings to other living organisms, generating a biophilic skin that positions the projects at an equilibrium between the built and the natural world. They hope that this is the kind of future they would contribute towards. Next, we have architect Swapnil Valvatkar from Collage Architecture Studio. He is the founding partner and studio of studio head of the Collage Architecture Studio. Born in 1979 in Goa, he completed his Bachelor's of Architecture from GCA, Goa University, in 2001. He worked as a trainee in Chandavarkar and Thakur Architects Private Limited and later joined the same firm as an architect under architect Surya Narayanan's team. In 2004, he joined Mindspace Architects and was associated with various large-scale projects. Being a multidisciplinary organization, it engages in creative and contemporary design solutions with a wide range of projects, including architecture and interior services. At Collage, they believe that each project has its own peculiarity and cultural interpretation and should be approached with unique and integrated vision. Next, we have architect Rohit, Rohit Suraj from Urban Zen, instilling fascination, elevating the human spirit, and initiating conversations at the, are the cornerstones of Urban Zen's design story. A passionate proponent of independent thinking and creative change, he has lived true to his belief that no challenge is too big or too small, engaging in the design process with equal enthusiasm. His level of attention and detail has been quickly noticed in the design fraternity, and Urban Zen has come to be known for dramatically different designs that deliver a strong message. Now each of the panelists would speak about their design ideologies and beliefs, which form the core of their form, after which the panel discussion will commence. Thank you. I think we can start with architect Hemani Ahuja. 
Thank you, Gauri. Thank you for your warm introduction and you know sharing a little insight about everybody who's there, uh, you know, on the panel with us. And I welcome everybody. Uh, like we are here about residential architecture. Let's first talk about a little about what it is, and then you know I will pass it on to everybody talking about themselves, right? Um, like we know, the theme uh, is residential architecture, and right now is the dire need to know that you know uh, a spotlight has been put forward on residences, uh, which are accommodating the demands of this unforeseen era of the pandemic and the COVID nineteen. We need to understand that now, you know, the design of residential architecture will need to adapt to the reality. And this is not probably going to be the last pandemic. Even if it is, I think we have to be well prepared for it. Um, and the fact, the reason that we need to create a balanced relationship, that's the reason we have all of you here to kind of, you know, share your expertise and, you know, help everybody to build this balanced relationship between the inside and the outside of the living space for like a healthy life mentally as well as physically, right? To start with, uh, like Gauri mentioned, uh, I'm just going to share uh, the people that we have on the panel, which is uh, Mr. Dipen Garab from DGA. We have Mrs. Batri Suthar from the Gear Grid Architects. We have Mr. Rohit Suraj from Urban Zen. We have Mr. Swapnil Walvatkar from Collage Architecture Studio. Well, welcome you all. Let me quickly introduce myself to start with. Um, I am architect Himani Ahuja. I am the co-founder of One Digital. And uh, my firm does PR and communications, which is technically called as architectural PR and communications, um, you know, for the design industry. Um, why I got into it is basically noticing that PR really takes a backseat when it comes to the design industry. We do not really focus on the business development aspect of, you know, our community. We do not really focus on the marketing and the PR aspects of our community. Um, we've always, you know, thought keeping the dynamism only to design, but I think uh, a design firm is much more than that. It is also a business of architecture, right? So I made my goal to carve a niche where I can create different brand strategies to uplift design firms and, you know, help them be known from, uh, you know, becoming a firm to a brand in the country. So what we really do is we curate different brand strategies through, you know, conference platforms, through different engaging content, which we build for your projects. And we kind of start afresh for you from maintaining a foothold in the industry. And currently, you know, because of the pandemic, I think everybody has realized the importance of going digital and to have uh, an onset PR team for them. So we are working with various design brands and firms to uplift their strategies during and post pandemic. We are finding the aftermath of it. And uh, we are also, you know, now taking the lead in the right direction for various design firms to have a strong foothold again, right? Uh, all right, thank you uh, for welcoming me here. Let me start with Mr. Dipen Gara, if he can introduce himself and share uh, what he has to talk about uh, himself and residential architecture. Uh, your mic is on mute. We are not able to hear you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> this is Sunday, actually. And I was really not, uh, you know, well prepared for Sunday. Just I said yes. And then I realized this is Sunday today. And then half of the way I'm in a Sunday mood. Bear with me. 
but I'm sure it would be a fun. So what we've done is actually uh, we are into this field since last uh, 27 years now. And um, uh, we are doing projects, which is absolutely personal. And sometimes it is public, sometimes it is institutional, and sometimes it is uh, kind of, uh, inst I mean, as, as uh, the social kind of uh, uh, engagement, what we have uh, worked on. But most of the time, we normally focus that where the end client or the end person who wanted to work with us should be equally passionate. And that's what the fun working with. Uh, I always believe that any good result is the result of a good team where the client, their understanding, their faith, and their search for the right designer and the right uh, you know kind of combination should happen uh, this is not only we that work but it is the kind of a good collaboration in terms of good uh, designer good uh, client uh, their reason and of course the project coordinator and uh, to put my point what i understood that we have to present uh, something on seven minutes so what we have done is we have actually prepared a small presentation in terms of uh, a recently completed project, uh, which is a Chiku Award. And I really wanted to share the process of it uh, very quickly, where we have tried and worked with the nature hand to hand, where we need to perform uh, because it's a need of a client and it is a contextual. At the same time, we wanted to go forward with the thing that uh, how we can put um, our design harming the surrounding, harming the nature as minimum as possible. And that's what we do in a number of other projects. This is a good project to share with. Why I'm sharing this? Because it would be creating a base of what we are talking about and it could be a good for the panel discussion as well. So I don't know how Shell uh, Anyone help me uh, sharing that screen, which I've shared? So your uh, screen is already shared, but could you open the presentation folder where you need? Uh, yes. Yeah. OK. OK. Yes, exactly. So, we can see your screen. Yeah, the presentation. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. So uh, this is a, a small weekend house. Uh, when I'm saying small, it's a big weekend house, but only two bedroom weekend house. Uh, actually, client wanted to build in their away in their uh, farmhouse, which is having uh, 70, 50 to 70 year old chiku trees, and it was a beautiful journey uh, doing this. This is a plan, very very simple plan where uh, on the ground floor it is kitchen, dining, open courtyard, living room, and the open sit out area, which is covered from the top, and on the first floor, one way it is home theater. And on the other way, it is two bedroom associated with the hanging swimming pool, infinite swimming pool. With this, uh, the time is less, but I wanted to go through a journey which we have gone through. So when first, when I visited the land, it would be like, it was like a beautiful Chiku abode. The site itself is such Actually, one cannot build anything over here, but at the same time, as a designer, we need to respect uh, the need of the client and that is what our duty is. And we actually thought of making something out of it and to make as uh, to uh, 
uh, you know put our foot forward in a way that we should damage the surrounding as minimum as possible and uh, this is the process which i wanted to go with where we have actually selected the site where we should try to harm minimum native i mean they are before us so i can say they are native for the land and how minimum we can uh, affect them and also we wanted that this entire abort should hug hug uh, to the development uh, after it happened and we have selected the material as a steel uh, as a core and base material as a structural member why because two reason one is these are allowing us to make us uh, structure as light as possible in terms of uh, footings and in terms of uh, minimal damage on the earth second is client themselves were uh, industrialist and they were into industrial fabrication work since years to come so we have selected uh, nature of the structure which is their forte and where they can give us a best result and this is how entire structure and journey what we have enjoyed each and every time when we visit site we were equally thrilled and excited as the site people are where the structure is actually cuddling and the chiku trees were cuddling to the main structure of course uh, at the site we have trimmed few uh, chiku trees where we tried in a way that uh, that chiku tree can be resites or they can actually grow up a little more later so the density of their branches has been a little bit trimmed but uh, we have tried that that structure could be woven within that as much as possible so these are the you know the journey of entire uh, process where the structure is gradually coming up with uh, the strength of the steel but the, as transparent and as minimal as possible in terms of the structure to harm uh, to the overall surrounding and this is how this journey what we have actually enjoyed and every time whenever we visited it is equally as the built uh, kind of uh, environment what we wanted to nurture uh, these are a few areas which is kind of open amphitheater towards the west side uh, and uh, gradually the house is coming up with a lot of areas to develop uh, now this is an interesting story because this is the area which was completely designed as outdoor recreational area but client wanted uh, security to uh, you know not security from any theft but they wanted that unwanted dogs and you know the creature should not enter to this area so then um, we our design team have thought of something where we have introduced one beautiful screen which is a metal screen which is a sliding folding screen which is which was a kind of experiment where we wanted that uh, the surrounding should uh, you know reflect on the screen uh, which should look very good from inside at the same time outside but this entire area which has been then used in a different uh, perspective so this is how when you can see the screen at the night from outside or you know that's a beauty where the light is penetrating through a very controlled holes which is creating a nice forestation kind of uh, area 
these are again some side progress pictures when uh, you know the house has been gradually emerged within the nature and the palette of entire house has been uh, you know selected in a way that it should be more near, uh, near to the earth uh, certain areas where the outdoor uh, swimming pool is been planned in a way which gives infinite of effect and this is how the sunlight is pampering to the house uh, all across these are few pictures which is after the finishing of site and you know every time it is so exciting where um, uh, you 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 actually come across different perspective of the site with the time to come and one can see that how the house is absolutely well grabbed by the chiku tree as much as possible so definitely we have to attend certain requirement and uh, that is why the built mass always occurred but we wanted that built mass should not be so influential on the nature and nature should be overpowering to the superstructure and how it cuddles to the overall so uh, these are few pictorial areas where the soul is enjoying a different area of uh, house uh unfortunately we have actually lost couple of trees uh, in course of the pro process we have tried all our level best to uh, you know retain them but a couple of them i mean out of many couple of them we have actually lost which is a big loss uh, according to us but most of them is been revived and uh, overall we are expecting to grow up in a way that finally the house should be more with the natives uh why i'm showing you all this thing because this is all north facing facade where uh, the glass has been given in the north maxim glass has been given in the north which is having uh, 8 feet of covered verandas which is actually protecting house from the harsh heat in most of the season house is not getting heated because of the surrounding because the entire west has been covered with services and the walls and entire north south and west and entire north and east is quite transparent but again that has been well covered with lot of hang uh, overhanging uh, uh, you can say the decks and verandas uh, this is the one more tree which where we actually lost this tree one is in the center and one is this more but uh, actually we are trying to revive uh, these trees uh, we actually came across certain people who are helping us to doing the same to help this this is how uh, we can say the house is cuddling to the nature or i can say i'm sorry uh, the nature is cuddling to the house uh, these are two different areas this what the area which i was talking about the uh, covered out outdoor recreational area where multiple activities is taking place where the screen is paving uh, playing the pivotal role with see this is where the screen is off and this is where the screen when it is been opened so you are completely with the nature as and when it is required this is the back side uh this is the courtyard this is one more tree which we have unfortunately lost but again as i have told we are actually trying to revive this i hope uh, that we can definitely uh, but this courtyard where you can welcome nature well 
you can welcome welcome uh, rain heat uh, wind and everything the stack is to go up and the courtyard uh, from the top floor a certain area on the top floor where this house we have tried in a way that it should completely part of nature this is one bedroom with a calm and cool fin uh, finish uh, with the toilet also been designed in a way which is completely opened out in the nature another bedroom which is associated with the swimming pool and facing to the west and this is how uh, the area is well merged with out outdoor you can see the placement of the bedroom as well uh, home theater also been designed in a way that completely merged with the outdoor and it has been closed whenever it is needed with the curtains and this is one of the night view where you can see the house which is even the house and the screen has been designed in a way that one can feel the part of nature and this is what a couple of night views when you can understand how beautifully it has been uh, you know well covered with the nature thank you thank you you can uh, I, thank I can thank you so much for an insightful presentation um i think you always make your presence felt through you know innovative minimalistic and timeless designs like that uh thank you so much let's move on to our next panelist and know a little more about mrs padri sutar ma'am if you can take this forward um your mic is on mute if you can unmute that yeah thank you so much imani for welcoming me dipenba ye bahut saras ghar che i am bhadri suthar co-founder and co-principal designer of dagrid architects uh my husband snehal and i founded this uh, firm studio design uh, in 2002 we uh, are into architecture interior and landscape we also have another design studio called carpenters which is into customized furniture and some customized specialized interior for us our design philosophy is very clear we follow features of biophilic design and we make an conscious uh, efforts to avoid unnecessary clutter or cosmetic for us anything which is um, functional is efficient which is meaningful which is truthful which is honest is part of our philosophy our aim is always to design contextually uh, so thus in retrospect we try and look for natural materials uh, natural resources local materials that's what we always try and do so for us it's a challenge that uh, how to uh, use switches of biophilic ideas and then create better human centric designs we all know that when we design buildings they have a huge impact on our psychological and physiological uh, being our emotional well being and you know we try and look for ideas that in inspire us uh, and to design such that promotes our uh, human well being our health and the practice of heartfulness for both of us has really helped us to elevate our consciousness and uh, again come to design whatever we have been doing over the past few years thank you 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think we do see that, you know, your uh, firm has a mandate for contextual design and something which is close and closely connected to the earth. And uh, we really applaud your designs for it. Uh, let's move on to designer Rohit Suraj, the CEO founder of Urban Zen. Um, your mic is on mute. If you can unmute that, please. Okay. All right. So thank you, Man. Thank you for having me on the and introducing me. Uh, so I founded uh, Urban Zen, the company that I run, um, in 2000, uh, 2011. Um, so we are an architecture, interior design, and landscape design firm. Uh, we sort of span uh, the verticals of residential, commercial, institutional, as well as hospitality. Uh, but since we're talking about residential today, I think uh, I'll focus a little bit on uh, how we sort of approach uh, the residential domain. I think the residential domain particularly is perhaps the most complex uh, domain uh, or vertical that we uh, service. And this is uh, typically because it involves a lot of uh, um let, let's call it the human um, human sort of element into it and and this goes uh, this comes to speak of the clients especially who are very emotionally involved uh, especially when it comes to residences uh for us in terms of designing it has always been more about uh, the ask uh, or the uh, uh, it's always been client centric so to speak so we we always sit down get into sort of lifestyle uh, understanding of the client's lifestyle before we sort of uh, uh, decide on the direction for the project. So it's more about what they want and uh, somewhat less about uh, what we uh, we want in that respect. Uh, so there's, of course, a function. Uh, there's, uh, there's also a bit of fiction, a bit of storytelling that we'd like in the design. And finally, of course, uh, a lot to do with uh, the uh, financial outlay the clients want to put forward. So I think in line with, with what we believe, uh, a, uh, we believe that, um, that architecture um, and design as such should, is a little bit about, uh, you know, how you, um, it's a little bit about how our dreams are, uh, how we would want to sort of uh, uh, perceive things uh, in our imagination. And it's how we capture that uh, in reality. Um, I think it's uh, it's 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 a testament in some ways because the truest uh, let's say um, antidote to the current uh, pandemic has been uh, architecture in many ways because we are bound by the rooms and the houses we live in and uh, for hope, for those those who are fortunate enough and I think uh, architecture will uh, it has in the past uh, reacted to pandemics as it will now uh, respond. Uh, uh, assertively, positively, and uh, in the wrong, in the long run, gainfully. So coming back, uh, it is. I mean, architecture is about instilling fascination. It's. It is about uh, uh, initiating conversation, and at the end, about elevating the human spirit. I think that's key at the, at the moment. Thank you.
thank you i think i truly believe that you know architecture is about independent thinking and i think we see that with a lot of your designs where you're trying to bring creative change to you know varying scales and profiles of projects thank you all right let's move on uh, to uh, miss anak sapnil bhatkar from the large architectural studio uh, let's hear from you what you have to say about yourself and uh, residential architecture at large Can I just share the screen? Is, sure. is my screen on? Yeah, yeah. Hi. So, uh, is the screen uh, being seen? Yes. Hello. Yeah, we can see the screen. Yeah, uh, is the screen being seen? I mean, I just I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there is an internet issue with Swapnil's end, um, and we've lost him in the middle. I think. Um, we'll continue and uh, you know as he comes back we'll have his introduction and uh, his introduction about himself and uh, the collage architectural studio that he holds i think we have him back yeah i'm sorry i'm in a place where the internet is a bit bit slow <laughs> no internet is, is... Yeah, oh, I think, I think we lost him again. <laughs> uh, hello? Question. Yeah, we can see the presentation screen now. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me as well? Yeah. Sorry, I mean. Hello. Yes, we can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we call ourselves Collage. Yeah. Uh, ourselves Collage. Uh, Collage is a firm which which was formed in two thousand two thousand eight in Bangalore. After we three of us, which formed by three partners, we worked in. Uh, Uh, CNT and Mindspace Architects for about seven to eight years, all three of us, and we started this firm in two thousand eight. Why collage? I mean, I think architecture is a is a collage. It's almost like, like you know, a jigsaw puzzle which which we have to put in put together, and that's I think collage was the was probably the apt name for a practice architectural practice that we wanted to start because we feel that. Uh, each of each of the puzzle uh, parts have to come in place to form form the perfect picture and that's something which which we have always believed in i mean whether it comes to you know uh, people ideas textures form context lines and these are all the puzzles that that really need to come come together to form that one whole picture and and if even one doesn't fit into it properly then then you don't have that complete picture so that's something which we always strive to uh, do get everybody along 
and our biggest strength has been the people who have worked with us throughout and and they are the ones who form the major major the center point of that puzzle and and complete the whole picture for us so it's a the whole firm's work is actually a tribute to all the people who have worked with us uh i mean as a as a practice we have always uh, thought that architecture studio is should be a laboratory of ideas they should be the ones which which start you know kind of uh, inventing ideas and ideally the play that you work makes a huge impact on the places that you you start creating so we we moved into this house and we had this one small uh, 3 bhk house which we renovated it and the way the place just starts responding at different times and different parts of the day is amazing so if you have the 9:30 to 6:30 you have the work activity going on and in that same space you literally have a festival uh, festival celebrated or there are panel discussions or there there are presentations happening and then it becomes a party place at times when we have to celebrate certain things also the whole house that went into you know kind of reconverting or re relooking at the whole facade uh, we used a lot of recycled material like the beer bottles to create a compound wall and in fact even the steel and and the door handles which were uh, uh, you know revitalized from a nearby factory uh, and everybody has actually had a, has had a, a hand into it in fact the brick moving brick which is which is there on the on the wall is done by one of our office boys who who actually took the initiative and did this brick wall which which starts rotating or you can place it in different angles uh i mean we have always questioned as a firm what is a good design and that's something which has always been you know always we start looking at and everybody goes through this whole thing and to us a uh, good design is something which is which is very simple which which is very easy to understand something which is not mystified because uh, down the years or whenever we tried to somehow mystify design but uh, design has to be very simple the solution to any problem like even if you take the whole idea of the opener versus the beer bottle uh, cock which has been introduced now it's a very simple solution to a to a problem which is which has always been existing and 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 it took so long for someone to actually decide and invent that even the chairs or this these are things which when it's simple it it starts becoming timeless because then it doesn't remain of any era and that's something which we strive strive to do in terms of our design uh we try and uh, work with the context that is given so of the place uh, for and by the uh, by the place kind of a situation for our architecture uh, we we always uh, try to kind of work with that, that whole idea of touch smell taste you know all the senses sensitizing all the senses that's something which we prioritize in our designs uh of course going back to the tradition reinterpreting re the traditional elements of of indian architecture whether it's a courtyard whether it's a screen or whether it's you know anything which which is which has to do with with the traditional always try to look forward into it light plays a very important role we almost use light as a building material rather than a, uh you know uh, as as just as an element because i think light is very important when it falls on texture it just completely makes it very different color plays a important role also in terms of our work uh and the last and for the you know the most important thing is how does everything around this become timeless if you allow space to be absorbed because we are we are a, a country which which or a culture which which believes in absorption unlike the west which believes in minimalism so we have to be able to have spaces which start accommodating which start absorbing things which we build along so these are memories which you start giving and it becomes personalized only then so that's something which we we as an architect continuously strive to do and this and this entire thing then becomes timeless 
so this is very simple for us in terms of our uh, philosophy it's simple it has to be simple it has to be contextual light texture color absorption and all this put together becomes timeless uh, i'll just run you through one project uh, i mean one project which we have done uh, we generally work in uh, uh, very dense urban conditions because in bangalore our sites are what 30 by 40 or 40 by 50 and those are the kind of projects we actually started with so we kind of uh, these are the sites that we get where you already have a huge streetscape and and everybody is built to the edge of the compound wall sometimes even in your site and you know you you get this kind of streetscapes or the site conditions that we are looking at so how do you actually start looking at or strategize this or come up with solutions uh, which are needed so if you look at it ideally we would have an open open uh, open it outside because that's the most uh, efficient way of looking at design but in most of our cases when we are doing houses which are small we tend to look inwards and try and get as much light from the top as much as possible try and introduce uh, uh, greenery in between and these are two plans just as a comparison one is a 30 by 50 on the uh, left hand side and the other one is a 30 by sorry the 30 by 40 on the left hand side and 30 by 50 on the right hand side and and we start really looking at sections as a very important tool in terms of our design practice Uh, i can literally say our our design starts with that one one uh, section uh, which which probably dictates the whole design and then we we try and create those volumes within uh, even in a small houses interaction becomes a very important role uh, plays a very important role because you then start communicating with one level to another and and when you have the split levels it becomes even more essential because otherwise you're always stuck in your bedroom so literally we split the floors try and have a dialogue between floors and that that's something which uh, you know kind of uh, enhances the whole space or the volume within uh, and then even as as a facade if you can utilize maximize or uh, you know the entire thing and use spaces like the right hand side if you see it's a balcony which gets convertible so the top part can be opened and it remains a balcony or it becomes a part of the room whenever you want so you you are literally looking at that every inch of of uh, the space that is available because the space is a constraint and and it's pricey so to utilize that and give that much more to the to the client uh after doing all this we we got a house in goa which was slightly larger and then we we tried to use the same principles but in maybe in a much uh, larger scale and again we went back to the same idea of uh, whether uh, where we can start off as a traditional house so in goa you really need to screen screen the building because one is of course the sun direction and the wind which is from the southwest but at you know you get the best winds from the southwest so that was like a dilemma or you know you kind of uh, have that uh, position which you have to take whether to save one or allow uh, block the other so ideally if you can work out a strategy where you can get both then that's the most uh, best or the best way to look at uh, design and that's what we did we kind of uh, looking at the site we kind of had the top floor which was cantilevered out from all directions so probably the west most the west and the south and that allowed us to kind of screen the building at the lower level as well as at the above level the above level the rooms were pushed back and the verandas like kind of as you have in the old, old tropical houses the verandas kind of wrapped around the building and that's what uh, it did so you know those became at the lower level it started becoming because of the proportion that we wanted they became like sit outs and which are shaded for most spots of the day and on the top when it gets cantilevered it, it starts becoming a balcony and that protects your immediate uh, uh, bedroom and 
you know, when there's no rain or there's uh, no uh, place, you have these large cantilevered balconies which allow you to have a nice sit, uh, cup of coffee if you're sitting outside. So these are the terraces. Again, the language was kept very subtle. You used a palette which was exposed concrete, the white, and straight lines, and and uh, you know, color was just either in plants or some cushions, and then you had one accented color which ran through it. That's how the whole house looks. So that's the terrace that you see. So literally, it's almost like a wrap around the house, which uh, which uh, happens uh, on the south and the west. And that those are few pictures of the interiors. A very important element, traditional element, is a tulsi, and and uh, in a in a Goan Hindu house, and that's something which becomes like a forecourt as before you enter, and that is also re-looked at it in terms of just as a cube, and people have this ritual of going around the tulsi, so it becomes a nice place to sit when we have a uh, when when people have this whole festivals along along the tulsi puja and on all that. Yeah, so these are few internal things. We uh, again to beat the. Uh, you know the heat. We have kind of introduced uh, turbines in the roof, so that those are the turbines in the roof which suck the in the concrete roof to suck the hot air out, creating a clear story so that it it the hot air starts getting out. A very open plan at the top level, and you just have these three bedrooms at, at the higher level which start overlooking into the central space. The entire house starts looking from one level to another. It's the same principle what we generally follow in the smaller houses. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Swapnil. I think you've kind of clearly uh, made us see different typologies of houses where one had a fairly limited space and the other one had a courtyard of its own. So it's basically, you know, your designs creates, uh, you know, spaces which could converse with its surroundings and the users quite aptly. Uh, I would surely be throwing a lot of questions at you regarding both the aspects of it. So let's move further. Uh, since now we have people on board and everybody knows us much better. Uh, let's go on and talk about residential architecture and let me throw questions at each one of you. Uh, starting uh, from the first question that I have in mind, uh, since we are in the pandemic, we are all, even though it is a Sunday, but I think most of us have been working from home and uh, the connections that we have with our residences has also you know, kind of grown stronger over the course of the year 2020 and 2021. So this mental and physical relationship that we've started to share with our homes and in our minds will persist, you know, even after the pandemic ends. So my first question would be, that what is this impact of worldwide epidemic? That How do you think that this is going to change the residential architectural discourse from now on? Like, you can talk about, tell me about what inclusions you think should happen and are happening. And please feel free, anybody and everyone who would like to take up this question. Okay, so, so maybe I'll uh, I'll start, Himani. Um, so, so I think the pandemic in itself has been a sort of humbling experience uh, for everyone. I think the single most, uh, uh, let's say, the most productive. Uh, thing that I can say has that has come out of it is uh, is that everybody's looking inwards uh, not just within themselves but they're also looking inwards um, into their homes and the single sector at least what we see with our business that has that is really seeing a growth right now is the residential segment I mean um, there is some slowdown in commercial and hospitality and so on 
but uh, the residential no, so i feel that um, i feel there isn't isn't a better time or a more um, let's say a, a time that's going to see a more catalytic uh, sort of catalyst sort of uh, amount of catalytic change in uh, in residences from here on because everybody's looking in but so that's 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 something for me uh, which is uh, uh, which is a huge take away from the current situation sure. uh, would you like to add something fadri uh, ma'am like how do you feel that the architectural discourse uh, you know has been uh, you know now will be probably post the pandemic or during the pandemic have become so connected to their residential spaces so how will the design industry be affected on to i think it has become easier now to convince clients as far as our philosophy is concerned connections to nature uh, to have homes which have uh, more space and uh, to look after their mental and physical health it's become easier post pandemic to convince them earlier it was more difficult right right okay so um you know the painter i would want to ask you that you know like we see that uh, now everything has gone vertical especially when i talk about urban scape of india at metropolitan cities now we are also facing the pandemic and it's all going vertical in any case so when we are talking about spaces like you know incorporating green into houses or incorporating uh, outdoor spaces how do we see that interaction happening uh, going further let's say five years down the line do you see that we would be able to incorporate as well as after yeah i believe that uh, you know that on that is not only in uh, hand of in architects number one number two is it is equal responsibility of the developer and at the same time there are a lot of there should be lot of change in the bylaws there should be because most sorry so when we are talking about vertical or when we are talking about any residential development it is one way is the dream where the lot of dreaming which is come across with lots of open spaces balcony good size of passages lift size the access is very very important everything is on the paper and when it goes to the fsi when it goes to the builder when it goes to the calculus many a things is been haywire irrespective of pandemic or not but definitely because the clients the end users are now more demanding and now that is what is the driven uh, driving force to change and it's a force from the end user which earlier people were not thinking and that is what where we may change a certain aspect and certain lot of details so as badri said rightly that it's little easier for designer to make them understand that what is the need of the time because people have realized people have actually understood the uh, you know importance of open spaces or the balcony spaces because most of the time earlier people were having balcony but they were closing it you know it has been then converted into a small office or a room now people have understood that what is the importance of such kind of spaces or the bigger size of passages or the open spaces now what happened that in many a city wise the bylaws are different 
and it happened that some uh, in some cities or some areas or some state the open spaces has been considered into fsi in certain spaces it has been considered out of fsi so i believe it goes not only in hand of architect but as a certainly definitely as a fraternity we have to influence on the uh, uh, authority or to with the developer that you know how important such kind of spaces are so in that terms i believe when the spaces common spaces should be kept out of fsi it could be really really benefit for the end user because then people or the developer tend to adopt such kind of spaces which is very important so i believe it is not only in hand of architects or a designer but it is a combined effort from everyone and that makes lots of sense sure sure i totally agree with you um also if i talk about the materials that we've been using in such spaces have we kind of shifted you know post the pandemic have we realized that now is the time that we switch to sustainable materials i know that you know there were uh, designers probably firms like bhadri mams who's been connected to the earth but uh, since very long but it was very difficult to make and make a client understand uh, why to invest into something like that so do you feel that it's become much easier now and people are coming to you saying that they want the use of sustainable materials what have you been doing and the kind of change that you've seen if you can share an example of a project with us yeah it has become uh, bhadri ma'am can i it has become yeah yeah and so we, we have been talking that the future of um, architecture is architecture plus agriculture because you see there's so much happening micro agriculture like hydroponics and greenhouse can play a huge role if we can have um, hydroponic happening on the terrace of the building which is actually in the high rise building is a dead space so it is going to definitely help to bring down the temperatures on the lower level also i think having uh, health health amenities will uh, also help in using the uh, we have we are already using the agriculture land space yeah by expanding the in the urban city so somehow we need to recover the agriculture land which will come on the terrace and then we can also have amenities and we all know that what happens with the developers is to get the higher uh, to get more floor what they do is decrease the size decrease the height and that has a huge impact again on the mental well being on a long term if you go to see it has a huge impact you know people with uh, this is again a research of the part of biophilic that uh, people who uh, stay or work or live in spaces which have lesser height tend to become depressed faster so that is a very big aspect these days we are also doing a lot of mass housing where we try and give separate entries for um, you know our maintenance staff or our uh, help who comes home so we are trying to do all that um, there could be some mandatory laws for terrace i think for the high rise converting it into agriculture uh, spaces or general health oriented amenities you know right right i agree so um, you know when when i talk about spaces like this and you know community living is changing completely so i want to understand that how are we still going to keep ourselves rooted to community living where we have everything around us and we it's still approachable to us in certain way and we are maintaining a safer environment too 
because that is the need of the pandemic where everything goes touchless right so uh, what is your take on it probably rohit if you can take that forward for us i was so uh rohit right yeah <laughs> hey mani um i think uh, one of the things i definitely feel we're going to see is this move towards a sort of hybrid uh, development wherein uh, commercial residential hospitality recreational you know all these sort of spaces sort of merge into one especially because i think when you're looking at sustainability in the longer term looking at carbon footprints and so on and so forth uh, the distance one commutes between these different environments is also crucial so yeah. um, um, i think i think human beings by nature are social uh, mm -hmm. so the context for me of even imagining uh, life uh, uh, not really uh, you know the touch i mean the sense of touch if it's going to leave entirely i don't believe it is because i think we're going to find a way around it instead um so i mean if you all think for a minute now uh, that if uh, we are working at home um, people have made their homes more workable people are trying to find ways to make it all happen but if for a second we just found out uh, that there is isn't this covid scenario there is no pandemic and you can just you know what you do next you can do of your own accord i think everybody will be back on the roads everybody will be in, yeah. in, in theaters everybody will be in i mean i've been watching my watching watching a movie in a theater and despite uh, whatever else you might have at home so for me um, i feel life is going to definitely get back to normal i feel india in particular is in a position of strength because we are used to disparity we are used to hardships we've been used to you know the uh, this uh, the sense of disease and stuff has been prevalent with us for a long time and i feel indian architects per se in general uh, are equipped with just the right amount of uh, um let's say um, uh, pain if i might call it that way to you know to get us past this so yes hybrid hybrid is definitely something i would uh, bet on uh, but going touchless entirely is not something i would uh, entirely think is going to be the case okay all right what is your take uh, mr gara like if uh, we have to go touchless do you see that that is going to be the future for us because there everything is automated um your mic is on mute so i don't agree on the a lot of automation or the advancement in terms of uh, there are a lot of hitch as well so i believe the simple life would be more comfortable the sahaj the simple i mean when we are talk about touchless or anything that works for some time you know it is not we are we are we are living with the mass in our country and uh, that comes with very luxurious segment of for few people for many years i mean in the in the starting of pandemic we were quite 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 aware of everything and we were quite skeptical we were doing a lot of things even the lift button being operated with the you know toothpick and so on so many videos and now we are bindas we are absolutely become bindas that we are doing everything as rightly rohit said very soon will be like what we were very soon so right. of course the pandemic is teaching us a lot of things there's no doubt about it but ultimately after a point 
uh, everything will be normal but yes we can adopt a lot of things which could be you know in terms of hygienic people hygiene people have understood the i mean the meaning or the importance of hygiene and that is a big achievement or so on but at the same time we are talking in a very class or very small segment of people who are actually still think about all these things but if you can go to the villages or you can go to many other areas where people are still skeptical about even the vaccination simple thing about that so yeah. i mean it's fine it's fine we have to take it in a way that uh, whatever we learned and we should spread as much as possible uh, wherever we can influence our ideology but finally uh, i'm of the opinion that uh, people will be very uh, normal very soon maybe in couple yeah. of years right right you did mention about uh, you know having a change in the bylaws and the standards moving forward but you know i would want to ask you that till that takes place because that is a lengthier process we all know about so what is the thing that we as designers can do at our grassroots level which is in our own firm so have we taken some steps when it comes to changing the way that we were designing let's say 2 years back to what we are giving the client right now so if all of you can share some uh, you know inputs on that we'll start with you so that uh, you know we can yeah. lead it no definitely we should we should there's no doubt about it because Uh, you know now what happened that lockdown gave us a good time to even be ourselves at home and that that uh, that actually taught us a lot of things like badri and people they are definitely knowing about the intricacy of the house but we understood that how much time you know how many time the bell is ringing and what the action is what is the access what is the importance of kitchen what is the kind of detailed kitchen or the balcony or the you know even the simple swing a uh, home office the space even the cleaning areas so i think as a designer we learned a lot and that is what is going to adopt uh, in the design philosophy as well so the less complex houses is the need of the time uh, just because earlier time you know it was the aesthetic driven houses even right now uh, it is a brochure or aesthetic driven houses but now more important is the functional driven houses which aesthetic will be definitely part of it but the first priority would be the functionality and then the access the passage the doorbell to the door and then what comes first and what comes next and then you know the balcony particularly that is absolutely a great need now which was there but as i've told you that you know due to bylaws people were actually doing lot of jugglers and yeah. it has been shown as a balcony and then been converted into a small office or small area or many many jugard is uh, happening but now people have understood that what is meaningful and definitely as a designer we definitely adopt and we put in our plan but i hope that along with us the end user or the developer and uh, the authority also should uh, take a step forward to understand and there should be a lot of discussion should happen in the where the people are really influential town wise or the you know city wise and where uh, of course the ceo is doing a lot of work uh, towards that and then a lot of dialogues are going on but uh, wherever it is possible in group this discussion should be part of it where 
people should implement such changes. Right, right. I agree. Uh, sure, we'll actually take it through Swapnil. Swapnil, uh, are you able to hear us? I think. Yeah, um, I'm able to hear you. Okay, uh, Swapnil, I just want to know from you since probably you missed the question. So I actually want to understand whether uh, you as a person uh, leading your firm have you know, put in some standards or implications at the grassroots, at your firm level um, in designs post the pandemic or during the pandemic, which you know probably were not something that you were considering before two years. Uh, I think we've lost him again. Uh, sure. Okay. Then we'll probably move on to you, Rohit. If you can probably give us some insights into what changes have you kind of instilled at the firm level. I think, I mean, uh, with what Badri and the pen have been saying, um, I think in many ways, uh, all of us have, uh, reacted the same way i mean to start with i feel uh, uh, you know at the at the at the, at the heart of every uh, creative person is, is a certain sense of idealism and a certain sense of uh, belief in what's true so i think many of uh, much of what everyone is saying is um, i mean their sense of philosophy at least with the forum here and their sense of design has been uh, deeply rooted um, almost preemptively to what's happening now in the world. So I don't think uh, anyone here is saying uh, we designed with lack of ventilation. No, I don't think anybody mm -hmm. here is saying that we designed with a lack of sense to, um, you know, climate study or with a lack of sense of place. Uh, so, so I think in that way, um, I, fundamentally, I don't think much has changed uh, with the way we are designing from the way we were designing. Um, what we have uh, probably incorporated and i think like dipin said and and what we're trying to inculcate uh, let's say more than anything else in anybody right now is the importance of hygiene and like dipin also said it's not it's not uh, let's say uh, with the disparity in india it's not really uh, the case with everyone that they are even even have access to uh, you know ways to be uh, personally more hygienic but uh, I think 70% or 60, 60 to 70% of India is rural. So, I mean, the actual rural areas, everything is going on quite well. They drink fresh water, they drink, uh, and they do, you know, everything is still rooted where it used to be. There's this, uh, there's this little uh, pocket in the middle. That's the real issue. So I feel, no, I mean, uh, particularly we haven't really changed the way we design. Uh, but uh, but yes, everything that we have been designing for is more easily accepted by the clients now. Uh, with, with what even uh, Badri or Dipin was saying. So it's, yes, definitely they themselves have come to the understanding uh, as to what we've been uh, trying to push uh, all along. Right, right. So, you know, we have been talking about the urban environment where, you know, we are talking about how we can take it at our level. But I would also want to talk about, let's say, the rural uh, environment where, you know, there is a residential space need for them as well. So I want to understand that we, and when we have a space constraint like that, and now there is a you know higher need for sanitation and higher need uh, for uh, you know developing the scenario at grassroots uh, rural level. 
so uh, what is the kind of design that we are approaching with uh, we can start with badri ma'am uh as deepens have said some time back simpler living yeah. simpler design uh what yeah. he was trying to say i have one for it human centric a human touch yeah. that is why when he said bahut zyada automation nahi so i agree with him right simpler is right test just being tuned right. in in with nature like rohit said just He, the people in the rural areas are doing fresh sun, fresh uh, air, fresh water, fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. So adapting that, simple. Right, right. So you know when I talk about then you know moving from uh, rural to urban, these this population when it is moving from the rural to the urban locations, and they are getting a cluttered space to live in where they are. probably you know six seven eight people living together in you know one small setting so what and what implications in terms of design that they can do at their uh, level uh, to kind of have you know let's say an open space as well and have a socially distant environment or have a much more sanitized environment when it comes to design do we have any inputs on that so right imani i think this whole uh, process if you're talking about you know how we're going to urbanize the rural yeah i think uh, for one it's a huge challenge because one there's a lot to learn from them i think uh, they are and uh, there is a challenge on one front perhaps uh, which uh, you know you bringing the side of urbanization and technology and things like that to another wise uh, self serving population you know in urban india i'm sorry in rural india so mm-hmm. i feel the sheer population that we have in itself is a challenge to be able to do to 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 sort of have a, have a system that scales seamlessly without issue mm-hmm. so i feel uh, i mean how are we going to bring uh, rural uh, how are we going to urbanize rural india is a question that is that is that is far bigger than just uh, just as uh, as architects you know i feel right. from the regular from 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 regulatory yeah. to uh, to, um, to 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 have sort of this programmatic uh, you know that we program this change gradually and it is going to be gradual because the scale is yeah. just too large i mean here uh, we are complaining about the lack of vaccinations and things but we have already vaccinated five times the population of new zealand so yeah. you know everything is a challenge in india we used to i mean when we were in school we needed to run uh, to to get our water after uh, you know a class of uh, sports because uh, if we reach a little late the water will be over so yes we don't know how to stand in queues maybe as well as the west does but uh, but it is the case right so even even this change of bringing rural to urban and, and these kind of things are very very complex matters there's no easy yeah. answer to it uh, right, space right. space is going to become an issue and therefore uh, it is how well we think uh, within the challenges we face uh, that will determine uh, you know how our children and grandchildren are going to going to live right right sure okay uh, swapnil yes. since you have you here uh, can you hear me yeah i can If yeah. Technology okay. allows me. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Okay, so It's I have a quick problem. question for you. 
um you know talking about the projects that yeah. you showed us and also um yeah. you know the kind of project that you've done talking specifically about resident 66 um you know in that project you kind of explain the need of interactive architecture which you know was carefully planned around the concept of courtyard housing and you know it attempted to transform the notion of congested living right so i want to know like now with increased population change in climatic conditions uh will such housing style take over will do we have space for such things i think we've lost swapnil again okay no worry so i'll uh, take up the question for you rohit um what i have in mind is the project that you know we really loved which you had done called the overlapping volumes um there was an introduction to the way you know one saw luxurious living at large right so what do you think is you know a designer's role towards the changing conversation over you know mental well being related to residential planning at such when you design such spaces can you tell us a little more about that project and you know uh, talking specifically about mental well being and residential uh, planning see in the context of luxury like you brought up the project we've done so so as you know himani this project did win us the world architecture award which i am yeah. sometimes very confused with i'll tell you why yeah. i think uh, for my co-panelists here and for myself uh, uh, if i may say so dealing with clients who are after opulence and dealing with clients who are after luxury is somewhat contrary to our uh, our counterintuitive to our very uh, innate beliefs because mm-hmm. luxury is uh, luxury is about being unique it's about being uh, not found let's say not found as easily and certainly not replenished whereas sustainability is all about res- replenishment right so people who want opulence people who want luxury are going for these things which are by default uh, scarce scarce um in this particular home that was my biggest challenge on how um, it was for a politician so it it was how to bring this person to understand that uh, you know we we need to build a home uh, you know a house and a home are two different things we need to build uh, something that uh, yes people step into and feel uh, that yes they're stepping into a certain uh, sense of opulence but at the same time to, to use materials that are true to themselves so i think that uh, that is what for me was uh, the takeaway uh, in mm. terms of uh, how we got that space there's a stark difference between how we made the bedrooms to how we made the drawing room or how we how we had to divide the space into public and private areas home is essentially private but in this particular house um, the public was seriously public with you know a lot of political uh, yeah. ministers and so on coming so i think that balances what uh, i tried to um, sort of uh, tread very carefully and present mm-hmm. in a way that we wouldn't feel was against our own beliefs right so yeah right sure okay uh, you know also the project that we've seen uh, from mr dipendra uh, you know it kind of showcased courtyard uh, spacing and courtyard planning at large so i also want to know from you that you know your residences showcase these bold clean lines and open spaces so how do you think that contemporary architecture has changed within the changing urban landscape how do you still keep it relevant 
Yeah, yeah I think uh, uh, every designer is performing as per the context given to them. As uh, Rohit rightly said, that you know, if the house is for politician and the need is different, uh, then definitely he has to perform within that boundary. But of course, he can bring the brilliance of what he can do uh, the best out of that as well. At the same time, we also have to perform project to project in a way that what exactly is the need of the project and how best we can perform in terms of availability of space and the surrounding and everything. And house to house, it is really, really different. Like what Swapnil showed earlier is the small, tiny house within the 1200 or 1500 square feet. And in fact, uh, after, uh, you know, I mean, so many years, uh, recently we have performed on a uh, few projects, which is only 1500 square feet of plot. And just for sake of doing it, because people have an idea that he is doing all, all big things. So we do not, we wanted to change that notion so we took that challenge and actually it was a more and greater fun working on that tight space than the you know luxurious space or the ample space so as i've said it is contextual and when you believe in yourself when you believe in the ethos of design and climatic condition you respect climate and the true sense of uh, you know all the fundamentals I believe one can perform on any any kind of, uh, I mean, design challenge. Uh, that's what one can do. Uh, I also wanted to add a little more on your earlier question, which is based on the rural to urban transformation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a belief that, you know, it is not that easy, number one. Number two is we have to make rural more stronger so that people should use that rural area as a satellite town then to shift themselves to the urban area because it's it's a big challenge and third is there is no design solution frankly right now if designer can put or think uh, on such kind of panel or put on the paper but if some designer need to attend and really solve that issue they have to go and live within them then and then only we can understand the problems of such areas and then you can resolve gradually as it is a programmatically because it's not that easy but the yeah. most important is that you know we can become we can uh, make a rural area more hygienic more organized and more powerful so that people should not shift and the transport facility should be such that after work they can go back to their home and not they you know jump into the urban area that's that's very very important right so clearly all sectors have to come together and you know have a, a balanced relationship to push this forward right sure okay um so you know when i talk about uh, you know the growing awareness of sustainable design do you think that people have not really understood the meaning of sustainability and just everybody is running the rat race of saying uh, you know just putting up plant is sustainable so what really is this word for you and you know what is the real application of this word you know when i talk about pandemic coming in everybody suddenly becomes so uh, you know in talks about sustainability and you know going green so you know what really is this word and what is the real application of this you know let's say if you can share with us all of you uh, we'll start with uh, uh, ms padri sitar 
Thank you. That's a very relevant question for me at least. Yeah. Um, when we uh, really sit to design, when we receive a project, uh, wherever it may be, you know, the first thing we try to do is uh, we try to look for local materials available, uh, local labor as much as possible. Because you know we truly believe in using natural materials. Also, we try to incorporate the oxygen generating plants so the indoor air quality is maintained. Because outdoor may hai sir. The good things about natural materials is most of the time uh, they are quite timeless. And with biophilic features, our core philosophy being biophilia, uh, which we have been doing since long, you know, natural materials like stone, wood, metal, and even the earth, the sky, uh, natural air, you know, all these things, water, all these materials are from Mother Earth. They are in our DNA. It is our inherent quality to connect to it. You know, we want to do it. For example, uh, if you ask anybody, where do you want to go for a holiday? They will say nature, water, beach, mountains, peace. You will see all our, so many of our resorts now, you have a lot of um, interiors which are very, uh, you know, nature-centric, connected to nature. They use a lot of natural materials. If you ask a little child that draw, memories, you know, they'll draw yeah. art, they'll draw the sun, they'll draw mountains and some water and a human yeah. figure next to it. So this is what we keep talking about, you know. So we can bring all these natural materials in our design also. If we can't, you know, have a house next to a lake, then why not bring those natural materials within our architecture or interior or landscape? And it can be water. We can have a stone table top, a wooden top, anything. In fact, you know, we have realized the efficiency also increased. We have done this in our own office. You know, we have we, previously we, we had we had an office where, of course, we had only designed it. And it was very well designed and well done and everybody was happy office And then over a period of time we realized So when we redesigned our new office, we realized that there we had sunlight constraints. So here we got in more sunlight, more ventilation, fresh air, lot of uh, oxygen generating plants and we realized almost 20% efficiency of the kids increased. They've got Jaldi, this, uh, we, we get tired, you know, by the time it's 4-5 normally, but we, we realize we aren't getting tired. We're not realizing it because of the sunlight and the, I think the oxygen. And uh, there, have, there have been experiments also with school children where, you know, they had a batch of children uh, using the wooden table and a batch of children using cosmetic layered table. And they realized that uh, there was an evident difference in both. Mm. Always, I think the because we are so humans, it's in their DNA as I was telling you, natural materials, natural light, natural connect, always makes a difference on our psychology. And as I told you earlier also, those, these kind of buildings have a great impact on us. And India, as your sustainability question, I would like to answer that. I think India is one of the most sustainable countries. We yeah. we, we eat our food. In different ways, we reuse the materials that we wear or we use. So many things we do, yeah. And we keep talking about sustainability. And sustainability essentially means 
uh, to conserve the energy, to conserve our resources, to reduce the pollution. But the most important thing which I see, which is my panelist, and which I truly believe in, is the connect to nature. We simply forget that. That is the most essential. In our modern built, in modern built environment, what we are looking at now after sustainability is the connect to nature. And biophilic design really helps us to create these good habitats in the urban built environment that we are living in, big cities. And I feel um, this is so important for humans, the connect to nature. Right, right. I totally agree with you. There has to be this connect with nature, which people forget time and again. Uh, what do you have to say, Rohit? What is really sustainability for you? Because I think it's the much abused word by everybody. It, it, it is um, to a great extent, but I also think um, this constant discussion we've had about it over over time, not and in, in yeah. particular the last year or year and a half um, has in many ways uh, percolated uh, down to the uh, the client or the potential client. Many of them do come asking, saying we want to go green, not knowing what exactly it means. Yeah. Uh, many of them, I mean, the, the word solar is used freely uh, without proper understanding of what um, uh, its uh, installation versus its benefits and so on and so forth. Huh? But I think for us and the design fraternity, it's 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 socially important to stick to the basics, uh, to demystify, like was said, uh, this whole uh, this whole uh, domain of design. I think the human psychology can be perceived to be as complicated or as simple as we make it to be. And at the end of the day, it comes down to these five senses. And I think. Uh, what technology and uh, whether you call it artificial intelligence or whether you call it uh, uh, what what what's really happening to uh, to the world is that they're messing with the sixth sense, so to speak, that amount of intuition, that amount of uh, you know, and that's something uh, a little dangerous. I feel uh, the single device that has changed uh, the world forever is the mobile phone has changed personal, professional uh, relationships, uh, as well as, uh, you know, the way we, uh, it, it's so, we are, there is so much information out there, which is so easily accessible. And we feel sometimes like the doctors uh, feel, you know, and the doctors give you a prescription and then the patient comes back with some Google thing saying, listen, if I take this, the side effects are, I'll die. So if you go to anything on the net and you look at it, uh, the end result uh, will be a series of reactions and death. So, I feel we have to go down to, you know, brass tacks and we need to, we need to just stick to the fundamentals of the basics and we'll be all fine. And sustainability right. as well will uh, we'll find its spot in the, in the middle of that. Right, right. I think uh, that's uh, an interesting real take on it. Uh, what do you have to say, Mr. Dara? Like, what is sustainability really for you and what it really means? Uh, I think most of the thing what Badri said and Rohit said, it's I agree to them because sustainability now become the fancy word. But if uh, for any sensible designer, sustainability always is a priority, and that is nowhere you can you know uh, depart from your routine practice. If we sustainability or the you know that kind of nature you are carrying, so. Uh, there is no effort to make design sustainable. First of all, 
the design itself should be sustainable with respect to the client uh, sorry climate and that mm. design becomes sustainable if you respect to climate of course automatically the design become sustainable irrespective of whatever rating you are getting from the you know particular authority so it doesn't require to be you know go with a lot of certification and everything but the design itself should be sustainable that is very very important second is whenever you take any project as your own project where because we if we can do project for ourselves we always become sustainable because we have to run afterwards you know we have to the recurring cost and everything which is very very important so when we take up any new project as if it is our own project the design it become automatically sustainable because you have to think about it you know so i believe that uh, there is a lot of discussion it is the self awareness of a designer client and everyone that we have to make project sustainable uh, that's very simple so the word which we are now uttering sahaj sahaj is effortless right so right. so that is simple living or living with the nature uh, now one can say how i i, I was going through certain uh, questions on at the side yeah. and there is you know there is a site size constraint and everything there are a lot of things mm. and when we are talking about the luxurious bungalow when we are talking about the courtyard house it's a luxury because it's a space luxury yeah. it's not you know the materialistic luxury but it's a space luxury mm. but any simple house because you know recently i been to i have been to go to one of our servants house because in this i mean cyclone his house got damaged so i used to happen go there and they were living with the you know brick i mean brick unattended brick and very very raw it is it was very gloomy the house was very gloomy so i said simple yaar ek chuna laga do na simple hai you apply chuna so the next moment your house become full of light your house become full of energy what else you want you know it's a simple solutions so the thing is sustainable thing is a thought it's a, it's not effort it's a thought where anyone can do anything i mean right things are very very simple right i think we've complicated the environments ourselves and it is a very simple thought of how you know little things can make up for a good green living see uh, many a area where designer ourselves or architects and designer are using a huge level of glasses just mm -hmm. to make things transparent and everything i'm not against of glass if it has been used in the right characteristic there's no doubt about it with the right thing or right shades and everything but nowadays it's a competition and it's a brochure kind of design where people have to sell the design you know sell the properties and everything and then when you put huge glasses in certain directions and then apply five star rating air condition units is it a great thing or you apply solar panel or you apply everything and then you rate your building as a green building Mm. but first of all why to put glass in certain direction where it is not needed because in india light is ample yeah. even the smaller window and smaller glass and smaller opening also works a lot and what happened that when we put as a designer as a glass that particular characteristic which has been written 
but at the end of the day whether developer is actually adopting the similar characteristic of glass or not that's very important so such kind of you know rated green buildings sometimes are dangerous i'm not saying always but sometimes so i think sustainable uh, should be the practice it should be the nature ऑडियंस I'll start by one by one. Please free, uh, feel free to answer. Um, the first one that we have is: How is the current residential market been in the pandemic? Any new projects coming up? When will the market get back to normal? I believe it has already been booming, and it is back to normal. Right. Sure. Okay. The next one is: How do you sustain your team with little income due to the pandemic? are they asked to let go without pay and then uh, get them back uh, you know when the project start picking up do we have a practice like that or we do do we believe in sustaining the team we do uh, believe in sustaining the team absolutely sure. same you know, i believe uh, i believe it's a process of nurturing i believe it's not just the team that works for us in our offices i think this time has been uh, much about helping each other out. right so whether uh, i mean but it's a very real question as well um, so it's about uh, balancing it out for the future and i think it's only in discussion with the team that you can do that so i think last year was different because the government brought in a few rules now we are under a lockdown where nobody really knows uh, you know which way and for how long what is going to happen so i think planning under uncertainty is something that we have uh, given up last year itself so we take each day at its as it comes but definitely nurture the team you have or at least uh, at least be sure to treat them with the same amount of respect that you would expect because uh, that will go a longer way and for them to understand uh, each one's core uh, beliefs so so all right uh, the next one that we have is i've just started my architectural firm any instructions or any style adaptation which uh, can help sustain is it should be the self study and self experience yeah and i also feel it, it it needs to come out of a sense of belief and so whatever your beliefs are that will stand true and if those you know you i mean just you need to you need to yeah you need to just be yourself like they often say and it's often said right okay this one is quite an interesting follow question heart. follow your heart be honest right be honest i think yeah. the most some of the most talented practices in the country are the ones that are less known or little known i mean sometimes you follow i follow work uh, and look up to people who aren't really so called in the limelight uh, and i think uh, it's just amazing how much uh, sense of belief of us uh, has you know plays a role in those practices right thank you 
Sure. Okay. So next one is quite an interesting question. I don't think any one of you would have an answer to it, but I still ask, which is, what is the tips? What are the tips for convincing the client? Do you have anything to say on that? Convince yourself. <laughs> then the job is done. I have. I, I mean, I feel. Um, I think. I feel today the uh, clients come with a sense of entitlement. And a certain amount of, uh, let's say, uh, they come with a certain amount of exposure given the internet, you know, the extra travel people do these days and so on, or were doing, let me say. So I think the tip to convince the client is to always feel that the sense of uh, ownership of the decision is with them. Actually, it's with you, but you should let them feel that they are actually making the decisions and lead them to it rather than telling them what to do. So it always works quite well. So, right. Uh, okay, so we'll actually have one more question, uh, which I have, which is basically about the voice that we are trying to create, like with platforms like this, where we kind of come and talk about and share our ideas and share our knowledge. So I want to kind of ask you, like in this age of social media and PR, do you think that knowledge share and networking has accelerated the design week as well? You know, how much people know about design and what they really felt about design uh, it has really uplifted. I mean, to, sorry, I'm just, I, I can't resist. I'm just going to, I mean, I think we, we most importantly need to have this news channel, which only has true, honest and positive yeah. news. So yeah. I mean, every, everywhere, every, you know, this, 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 this false reporting, the sense of uh, false communication, it's just confusing the hell out of everybody. I think right. uh, it's so important that in the small discussions that we have uh, with our own family, our children, our parents, our friends, is to you know stay positive, look for the more positive news in the market rather than you know playing paint this uh, dreary picture of doom. Uh, because uh, I mean, uh, I mean the human race is resilient. They only know. I mean, they, we will find a way. They will always be a way. So there might be a lot of. Uh, uh, damage in finding that way, but we will. So, yep, I think uh, forums like these need to remain positive when we look at the bright side of things. Right. And look right. at the other side as just challenges. Sure. So, um, do you have anything to add, uh, you know, the painter and Bharti ma'am on this? That do we need this kind of a platform where we kind of engage in? Is social media and PR somewhat adding to, you know, uh, how much we could grasp earlier when it came to design knowledge? I think. Uh, I think it has. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Sir. Tell me. Sorry, sorry. Tell me. <laughs> Nothing much to say, but frankly, you know, in last lockdown, when it has started, because we all were free, so it was a good engagement, you know, earlier. But then, you know, in earlier days, the attendees were 1,000, 2,000, sometimes 400, 500, gradually. And so many channels, so many programs, so many such kind of discussion keep happening that people might have lost the charm of the scene. So sometimes it might happen that it, it was needed a break. And uh, but of course, that is not the my answer. My answer is that definitely uh, it affects, but uh, 
it all depends on the audience and the way people are taking it and uh, of course uh, as you know certain time the questions are fabricated and the answers also are fabricated and in that case uh, we may may not get the right kind of conclusion or solution right so i think it's a both the kind of coin so good or bad but whatever you know one person is if it is getting something out of it it's fine right so basically uh, there is still a gap for credible information which we need to judge for ourselves i think um sure uh, what do you have to say badri ma'am you take that from uh, what you were saying earlier see uh, we are here on a social media platform right now because of social media isn't it that we come to right. each other's work but we need to use it wisely and that is where we need to realize that how much to see what to see and often when people see on instagram or anywhere else they see things which are far and wide they forget to look things in their neighborhood which are really good which are available so social media often is a training it's training us to uh, compare our lives to other instead of appreciating what we have so if we use it wisely can't go wrong Sure. All right. So um, we just have two more questions that have just come in. We'll quickly take them and wrap up. Uh, the question is: When we start to relate inside and outside spaces, when it comes to individual villas, how do we see security? I think. Uh, so if I take that, I mean that's a relative uh, question in the sense that. Um, I think a neighborhood analysis is key to start with. Uh, beyond that, uh, there are many ways to secure premises, even if uh, you have this indoor to out, inside to outside sort of dialogue. So, from um, you know, a slew of security-related, uh, let's say, uh, technology. So that's not really a problem uh, uh, per se, and it also. Um, is something that's a, that's a, that's that's an easy workaround with the technology that we have these days uh, when it comes to security. So, no. yeah, so it's 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 it's, it's a fair fix uh, keeping to this uh, tenets of inside and outside. Sure. Okay. Uh, the last question that we have is the use of tank underground water system, which was there earlier in old houses. how has it replaced into new designs or if it still be practiced as with a better approach uh so your mic is on mute yeah in yeah. some design uh, we do adopt such a system with the understanding of client and uh, in in definitely in that case in future client has to take little more effort in terms of where to, when to collect the water and everything but when the client uh, is aware with the system uh, it's a real good system there is no doubt about it that is water harvesting and water recharging is so every where it is now compulsory there is no doubt about it but water harvesting is based on the client's understanding we as a designer we guide but then they have to take little effort later on you know in the years to come so right. that is where the uh, their willingness also matters a lot clients willingness also matters a lot sure sure 
thank you i think it's time that we wrap up uh, you know all i can say uh, you know as i conclude that we really need to adapt to the new reality but you know as far as we've discussed i think we still need to be rooted to the ground level of what uh, you know what we really hold value of and accommodate various activities of our lives accordingly uh, keeping lifestyle as a core focus when it comes to residential design Uh, thank you everybody for having a chat with me i think i'll take it uh, you know pass it over to gauri now thank you so much i would like to thank everyone for joining this session it was a very engaging panel discussion and uh, thank you once again and i think we would see everyone in another in a little in a little while for the next part which is the workshop thank you thank you